Let's start out very, very basic. Will a six pack help me as a soccer player? Logically. Why pre-game meals are important. If you do strength training, you can generate more force on the ground. It will take you less stride to get that ball. Until you get there, you can make that up with hard work and dedication and training. On top of it, right? So if you're a player that has little to no training history, imagine the, the gains and speed that you can get in such a short period of time because you're doing things. This is why strength training is important. I don't care how you do your strength training. I don't. You know, some people like to go to the gym. I just wanted to double down on that really quick. The point is, you have to get stronger. Hello, soccer players. Welcome to the latest episode of the Soccer Fitness Experience. It's me, your co-host, Andy, with my main man, Berg. Berg, how you doing today, bro? Chilling, bro. Chilling. I'm excited for a guest today. Hope you're doing great, Andy. Yeah, yeah. Why don't you go introduce our, our special guest today, very special guest. Tell us more about him. All right, my guest today. He's a goalkeeper for the Colorado Springs Switchback in the USL. He made plenty of appearances for the Haitian national team. You know, he was in selection for the 2015 CONCACAF Gold Cup, 2016 Copa America Centenario. He also had some spell in the MLS in Europe. And he's a rapper. Please welcome <laughs> Stuart Seuss. Yeah. How you doing, bro? Hey, thanks for having me, guys. Oh, thank you for doing coming well, on the show, you. man. Yeah, I know. I know you're traveling. Um, you know, I know. I know you're traveling. You're going. You're going. To, you said you're going to Portland right now. So it, it's uh, great that you know you. We were able to have you on. I know things are busy, but we appreciate you coming on, man. Sure, and it's a pleasure. Thanks for the interest. Yeah, no problem. So, so how, here's my question, though. Especially as a Haitian, right? <laughs> How'd you yeah. get into soccer, bro? Uh, mostly just being Haitian. Uh, first sport. You know, for my parents, for my father was soccer. So uh, I started playing young. I was four years old, five years old, kicking a ball around. Uh, my brother was two years older than me. So he was about six years old when he started his first soccer team. So uh, I think by the time I turned six, I joined my first rec team. And by eight, I was playing travel full time. Wow. Yeah. Full time, full time club soccer from the age of eight on. So your parents were like full support behind you. Yeah, my dad was my first coach. My dad was the assistant coach for my team up to from about eight to sixteen, maybe fifteen. Ah. Um, yeah, so I had a lot of support from my family. Uh, we were we were a road family. I was a soccer I was a soccer kid. I was on the road every weekend. Um, you know, I played literally all up and down the East Coast and wherever I had the opportunity to play. Um, and just you know, it was it was just something I've I've done my whole literally my whole life. That's good, man. It sounds like you have some some deep history with the sport. Like we, with Haitian people, it could go two ways, man. <laughs> Either the full support behind you, or they they want you to be a doctor, man. I'm, oh, I'm happy I mean, to see that. It, it was it was both for me. Uh, <laughs> okay. My brother's a doctor, and I was I was I was actually a pre med major in college, so. It was one or the other. If one failed, the other one had to work. Oh, okay. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh. And soccer, soccer is definitely my passion. So I, the, second I, the second I saw soccer had a, a light, I, I, I chased that tunnel. Yeah. Well, we're, we're glad it worked out for you. Um, but as a goalkeeper, I feel like you're either you're hated or you're loved, especially by the fans. It's a tough position to be in. Um, tell, tell us more about the position specifically for a goalkeeper. What, what do you like so much about it? Um, so growing up, I was a field player my whole life. Um, and I just always, uh, you know, I always played a lot of sports that I used my hands. I was a basketball player also. 
Uh, I played a bit of baseball. Um, I played a lot. I mean, I played baseball from probably eight or nine on. Um, And just kind of my skill set growing up kind of catered to goalkeeping, and I just never really had an opportunity to play because I was always a field player. And um, I think uh, sometime around the age of 13, 14, I had my first taste of goalkeeping. And I just saw it as a new challenge in the sport. You know, I've been, as I said, I was playing the sport for so long and I was always a field player and just getting a new taste of something and a, a new way of looking at the field kind of uh, drew me in and all the challenges of, um, I guess, a piece of it was, it's all your fault at, at the end of the day. And, and the goal is to, to always win or, you know, be a part of a winning team. So um, I thought there was a new skill set that I was eager to take on. And um, I had a lot of support uh, in that transition. And I think my first year of actual goalkeeping was freshman year of high school. Um, And I just kind of took it head on and um, I had a lot of learning to do, but, you know, I was an athlete. So it was, it was a, it was a fun, it was a fun journey to learn goalkeeping. I read, I read on your bio that you're like 6'6". Six, six. Did you have your growth spurt by then? <laughs> so I didn't get my growth spurt till like sophomore, junior year of high school. So I came uh. into high school maybe at about 6'1". Um, and I didn't reach my full height until about junior year. And that's when, I, that's when things made a really fast turn towards knowing where I wanted to go. Six one is still is still tall. Man. <laughs> you know that, right? Yeah, it's, yeah, it's yeah. still pretty tall. But back then, I was a point guard in basketball, and then by junior oh. year, I'm a power forward, power forward center. Uh, so, uh, and obviously in soccer, it's uh, you know, in the goal, it's my length, it's my length increased, my athleticism increased. So, it just made it really hard for people to score on me in, in high school, and it, to a point where I think my junior year, nobody in the whole league scored on me for 10 games or something like that that's crazy yeah yeah it was it was unbelievable i had i had a good team around me but um yeah it was we went the whole regular season unscored on literally unscored on in the league and you know uh that's when i realized uh i had a knack for it that's good man seems like you um you know, coming from, you know, multiple, ba- multiple um, sports background, you also have um, a lot of experience in, you know, you have experience in the MLS, in the USL. You, you, you just spoke about your collegiate experiences. I mean, your high school experiences. You definitely have some college experiences. You know, you know you, you've, you've been in the game a lot. You, you, I'm pretty sure you're seasoned. So tell me a little bit about, yeah. you know, over the course of your career, man, um, how everything you learned you know, just changed the way you're currently training right now for goalkeeping. Like, what's new? What's, what are the things that you're implementing now in your game? Sure, that's a great question. There's been a lot of phases in my career. Um, I think, like, let's say in the first phase where I just became a goalkeeper, you know, I was learning super basics of positioning and um, uh, maybe some shot-stopping uh, basics and uh, just some general playing, you know, playing soccer as a goalkeeper. How do I connect with defenders? How do I connect with midfielders? Um, I've always, I've always had very accurate kicking my whole life. Uh, so I was a th- always a threat, you know, from the goal to, you know, playing strikers and wingers forward out of my hands or off the ground and I'm super comfortable on the ball. So that's just always been stuff that I, I had. Um, and as I developed as a keeper and as a professional, um, I think the way I trained just became way more specified, um, as in like 
I'm not just trying to hit a target. I'm trying to, I'm almost now more focused on hitting the ball perfectly where, you know, before maybe it, it would get there, but it would, you know, maybe take a long way around or, but now I can almost, almost exact the trajectory pace at which I get the ball to somebody. Um, my first touch is, you know, is, has improved dramatically over obviously the course of my career because it's just something I'm always working on. Um, athleticism, I'm in the gym all the time. So I'm always working to just be more dynamic, more flexible, more athletic. Um, and so I think in the, maybe in the, in the middle phase of my career, maybe between 2013 and 2015, I was focused a lot on those specific uh, technical things. In the most recent phase of my development, I've, I've been working more specifically on my athleticism and strength and agility and flexibility. Um, so I, I ended up hiring, or, uh, hiring on a, a buddy of mine who I grew up with, uh, another Haitian kid, uh, Samir Lane, who was a triple jumper, uh, jumped for Harvard, you know, as a, as a college kid and uh, ended up jumping for the national team uh, for Haiti um, hmm. in the London Olympics. Um, so he's been my strength coach for the last, for this last off season. Um, and I'm going to push through with him for the, for the remainder of my career, however long that goes. And just with him, like I've already increased in almost every athletic, you know, category, whether it's speed, uh, just my broad jumping, my, you know, my overall just dyna dynamism as a, as a goalkeeper, um, just seeing new ver vertical leaps on my on my part that I haven't seen since college. Um, so it, it's been a good opportunity for me to to bring myself back to the almost the old me that was leaving college and, and not sure of where my body should be as an athlete. You know, it's, mm -hmm. it's something that all all us athletes go through. Um, they're, they're, you know, I left college as a really heavy, strong, muscular kid and. You kind of have to adapt to a pro world where you're playing games on any given day and have to always be ready. And sometimes that weight isn't something you can really hold on to. So um, I've gone through a lot of different physical changes, but I think this most recent um, work with Sam is going gonna, is gonna to take me to the place where I want to be. And I, I already feel it. And, you know, I'm trying to get to a point where I'm almost unscorable on. So um, I think I think I'm slow. I'm close to reaching that point. And, you know, these these workouts are are beneficial uh, to almost exponentially. So it seems like you, it seems like you, you get some progress, right? So you said some, on some interesting, I, I, I know this, you, you said um, you started training with your, with your, with your friend who, um, who's used to be a jumper. So, so yeah. the moment, the moment I hear that I'm hearing, all right, so jumping, right. As a goalkeeper, of course you get, you gotta, you gotta jump. You gotta make those leaps to save, do those beautiful, those beautiful for the camera saves right mm -hmm. so mm -hmm. and that sounds to me like you're doing a lot of explosive workout because actively for to jump long to jump to jump any any sort of jumping ability that sounds like um plyometric and explosiveness to me is that is is that those kind of thing that, you're doing at the gym right now that's exactly right i'm doing a, a full load of just straight sheer strength work explosive work and then you know i i, I combine that with plyometrics and core and stability stuff throughout mm -hmm. the week and that that combination is 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 something that has skyrocketed my progress i think within maybe within i think i started november with him and by december i think i had five six inches extra on my vert that's crazy back, 
I'm back to dunking over. I'm back to dunking <laughs> however I want to on the rim again. However you want to. Okay. <laughs> however, however I want now. I'm, I'm wilding out on basketball rims again, and I haven't done that since college. So that must be uh, a great like, feeling. Oh, it's a it's an at 32. It's an amazing feeling. Yeah, like going to, you know, showing like I'm I'm the guy that shows up at at the, at the 24 hour fitness and wilds out on people and leaves. <laughs> I hate those dudes. I hate those dudes. Come to the rec yeah. center, dunk on people, yeah. and then uh, leave. Then That's go, crazy. Go home. Yeah, it's it's great. But you know, it's just his workouts are amazing, and he was super successful. As I said, he was he was a a triple jumper for the national team, and he jumped at Texas for for which was the number one track school when he was there. Um, and you know, his his program is almost fail proof. And um, I think to 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 really be the kind of keeper that I've envisioned myself as uh, for the final phase of my career. Um, you know, I'm, I'm at the point where, you know, people want a 32 year old keeper and a keeper with this kind of experience. And I think now when I show up with the experience and the ex explosiveness as well, I think it'll, it'll be uh it'll be something special for the upcoming years. Yeah, man. I'm, yeah, I'm happy for you, bro. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Thank you. I appreciate that. It's a, it's, it's a very good feeling. That's, that's kind of like some of the stuff that we've been preaching um, on our platform as well, the, 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 the strength training. Because we know this, you know, we, you know, the people focus a lot on the technical stuff, which is great. I'm, I'm not mm -hmm. knocking it. But there's not a lot of emphasis on, on strength training and, and explosiveness. There's a lack of education on basically how to jump higher, how to be faster. So I'm glad that, you know, some of the stuff that we've been preaching is just what you're doing right now, even at 32 and you're still seeing like major result, which is unbelievable, man. Yeah. yeah and uh, I wish I, I was listening to you guys earlier. I would have started this a long time ago. <laughs> so my, my question to you is this. You touched a lot about the physical part and you're clearly doing a good job there. And technically, as a goalkeeper, you're you're obviously really well in that area, too, because you're you're older and um team still wants you around so my yeah. question for you is the psychological aspect because i could tell you're you're very a clearly confident guy and like i don't i don't want to shoot on you if you're in the gold man so what do you yeah. do like psychologically to to prepare yourself for for games and practices and all that um it's a mix of so it's, i was a science guy in school and i love physics and at a certain point everything is physical everything is the ball spin the ball movement um i love all sports i played tennis i played basketball so i understand the movement of not to say balls pause but i understand the move <laughs> i understand the move the movement of sport and physically like the ball can only do what the body can do and uh at a certain point um if you start picking up on cues on a person's body it's easier to place yourself in a position to make a save and then from there that's where your technique and your dynamism and your explosivity comes in so if you're in a good starting point um it's much easier to make a save and then if you can cover more ground you can put yourself in a starting point that is maybe the only way to explain it is if you can put yourself so the starting point for let's say someone that can cover two feet you might have to be a little nearer to that starting point, but if you can cover three feet, you can take that, you know, and, and cover that with your dynamism and your explosivity, then you can cover more of the goal. So my goal is 
you know, so some some goalkeepers are able to cover 60% of the goal, you know, um, which is about eight yards wide. Um, and some goalkeepers are able to cover 70% of the goal. And my goal is to be able to cover 95% of the goal with nobody in front of me. Um, so that when I have defenders in front of me now, when I have the windows that I have to cover, I can make those saves, but I can also make the saves that, you know, those are the ones that people deem as impossible, the impossible save, you know? And that's always been my goal is to be able to make the steady save, but also be able to stretch myself to make the impossible save when, it, when it's needed. So, it sound, so that sounds like a lot of lateral explosiveness, man. So basically, your confidence comes from your training. My confidence comes directly from my training, my work ethic, my application to the game, and my love of the game, yes. Okay. You know, they're, 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 the, the question we ask is just some people have, like, you know, different, like, breathing technique, meditation, stuff like that they do um, mm-hmm. to get their mind ready for the game. But it seems like for you, it's just you trust that you, you have a big trust in your training and your methods and that yeah, just basically you know, and I, on the field. Yeah, I, 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 do, I do trust my training. I believe in my training. Um, I've always been blessed to be around high-level athletes. Um, and some of the strikers I've played with are world-class. You know, I've, I've played with the Edson Buttles of the world at, at the Rapids. I've played with Connor Casey, um, the, all the national team goalkeepers in Haiti, um, between Belfort. Um, I, I can just go down the list. Gary Donald, like all of them, they're just incredible strikers. So being able to stop their shots, you know, translates to being able to stop literally anybody in the world shots. Um, so just, you know, High level of training, high, you know, just playing at the MLS level, international level, playing abroad. It just kind of showed me all the types of strikers I'm, I'm going to face at any given day. Like some of the more powerful shooters, some of the more crafty shooters, some of the more thoughtful shooters. And it just rounds out my game to be able to handle whatever is thrown in front of me at any given moment. Yeah, that's well said. Speaking of which, man, you said, so you play for the national team in Haiti, right? right? What's that like, man, getting yes. called for international duty? Man, it's, uh, it's a blessing. It's, uh, it's something that uh, it's hard to explain. It's, it's just an honor. Uh, you know, growing up, both of my parents born and raised in Haiti. I was born and raised in New York. Um, but I grew up like a Haitian, you know, I, I did everything Haitian. I celebrated all my holidays the same way every, every Haitian kid in the U S you know, first generation kid celebrates them. Um, you know, all, <laughs> it's all, Easter all, Sunday all, today. I hope all, you went to church, Haitian, bro. All the Haitian. Oh man. Uh, unfortunately I'm flying. I will definitely say my prayers uh, when I get home. Say it before you get on the plane, bro. <laughs> yeah, def- definitely will. Definitely have to pray before the flight. Um, but that's just one of the parts of this, this athlete life is not being able to, you know, do exactly what you want to do on, you know, some of these holidays. But uh, I- I've adjusted to it pretty well. Um, but, yeah, I'm, the call-ups are unbelievable. It's, uh, you know – the pride that my parents have in, in knowing that their son is representing the country that they were born and raised in. Um, being able to go and see my people, man, like it's one thing to grow up in a church and that's, that's all Haitian. And then like going to Haiti and like seeing my people in Haiti and just being a part of that was, it has been something special to me and something that, you know, the first time I ever went to Haiti was because of soccer. 
Um, huh. my, fa- my family doesn't visit often. There's, you know, there's not much family there anymore. Most of them moved to New York um, back in the 70s and 80s. Um, so uh, soccer has given, opened up that door for me to, to go to Haiti anytime I want. And I've, I've, made, I've made some great connections there with, you know, charities and, and good people that I've played with that I can always make a phone call and go visit Haiti and do work in Haiti and, you know, give some hope to the kids that a little bit of work goes a long way. That's good, man. You're still getting called up, right, for international duty, right? Uh, I haven't been called up in about two years now. Okay. Oh, well, with all the work that you're doing now, you get ready, bro. I, I hope so. I hope, uh, I hope the work doesn't go unnoticed. Yeah, yeah. Got you, man. So um, I see I went on your website and, you know, I saw that you do, um, you do train kids. You do, you do training. Yeah. You do goalkeeping training for kids. Is there a particular, like, philosophy or training method that you're trying to instill on, on, those, on those youngins? Yeah, uh, my, my goal is to make them uh, – because I think the biggest differentiator in sport is IQ. Um, mm. So my goal is, is, to, uh, is to not only give them the, the technical basis and grow on their – whatever their physical assets are, just grow on those. But I also just want them to, to be thinkers. So um, one thing about me is I'm able to strike the ball with both feet. Like shooting a ball, you don't know where I'm going to shoot the ball. Um, so I kind of – I show the kids a level of striker that they won't see until they get past the college level um, where, you know, there's a lot of deception in the way strikers approach a ball. And uh, you don't know if he's going left or right until the ball goes there. Um, And then that's when you get to make a decision. So early on, I I teach my kids, like, there's no guessing. uh, Put yourself in the right place. And as I said, your technique and your explosiveness will dictate whether you can make the save. Um, so I just do a high repetition. Uh, I just put you, I put kids in just incredibly awkward positions to, to get up, make a save, do it again, do it again, do it again. Just repetition will always make you perfect. Um, and, and at this point, like, you know, some of the high school kids, they come up to me and they say, it's easy because none of these high school kids can shoot the ball like you. And I tell them, well, the goal is not to be working with these kids here. The goal is to be looking to the future for when you get to college, the ball's going to be moving faster. And then even beyond that, when you get to the pro level, the ball's going to be moving faster. So um, my goal is just to, to, to give them a constant um, high level of training where um, not only will they develop their technical skills, but um, they'll be better thinkers of their game and better able to help their teams from, from the goal. Okay. Mm-hmm. You said you said some in the beginning. You said um you you teach your kids how to think, which is which is huge, right? Because I get mm-hmm. asked that a lot. Like, someone asked me like, how do I get better at at, at playing the game? Um, mm-hmm. And you always approach it from a um, physical standpoint. But a lot of mm-hmm. it, if you look at players like Xavi and Yesta, you know, those guys are not. They're not. You know, they they're not really strong, but they have the IQ, right? So how do you how do you work on your IQ? How to work on your IQ. Uh, the best way is uh, studying. Like if we're just talking about general, you know, general IQ work, um, studying videos, studying tape, studying the past goalkeepers, studying the past forwards, midfielders, whatever your position is, a super specific study on, let's say, if you, if you like a Xavi or an Iniesta, then study their games, see how they play. When you go and watch, like one thing I always harp on is, if you see a player do a move, it's not by accident. You know, there's 
none of the no pro player does moves by accident. It's not mm. there's no accidental crop there's no accidental step overs. Like they do it because they practice it. And especially like me, I'm watching the strikers. I just watch strikers because I'm a like some people watch goalkeepers as goalkeepers. I watch strikers because that's the person. That's my that's my nemesis. That's, that's your that's your so opponent. I'm watching like <laughs> yeah. So I'm watching <laughs> I'm watching like small little details. What his eyes do before he shoots. Ooh. What uh what what his foot pattern is before he shoots. What that first touch tells me. Like if his first touch is negative, then I know oh he might be swinging a far post shot. First first touch is in the right place. Now I gotta set and be ready for whatever. You know if his hips are open. I, I can't just go one way. If his hips are closed, now I know he's he's closed off to the goal, so I, I have a pretty good chance at a save. Um, so these are all little cues you can pick up on just by watching, and then, you know, in training, you start seeing the same cues over and over and over again. And that just brings a comfort level to seeing those situations in practice in the game. That's crazy, right? Those, those little slight mechanics, man, change yeah. the way you're going to, where you're going to jump, how far you need to. It's crazy. Exactly. Meanwhile, I'm over here. Like how much you need to load, how much you need to, you know, if, if you if you have to load heavy on your right foot, if you can set on two feet, just mm. kind of gives gives you the idea of what you can do. And you know, I, as I said, I played a lot of. So I was in high school. I played soccer, basketball, tennis for varsity, all four years, pretty much. And uh, I mean, just training tennis, like just taught you the repetition and topspin every single time, or slicing every single time. And every day is a different type of stroke you're working on. Mm. Um, so you know, these are and and I like the same topspin, slice spins is, is the same things that strikers are doing, where they're bending balls around you, or you know, hitting a, a perfect ping at you, or a knuckleball, which now you got to decide how you're going to handle it. Um, so all these things are like little cues and little pieces of the game that if, if you can pick up on the little things, you know, that the big picture will, will ultimately get easier. Nice. It was sad, man. Yeah. So That's- you're, you're learning all these things, all these cues, but not only that, as a goalkeeper, you have to take in that information, process it, and then you got to execute in terms of bodily movement and making a save. In a split second. Too. In a split second. How, how do you, is, is there any other way to do that besides repetition or, or like, what, what's the key here? Well, the biggest thing is games. So like repetition practice for sure is important, but there's no bigger asset to a goalkeeper's career and future than just getting thrown in the fire and either making the save or not making the save. And either way you learn, you know, whether you make the save or you get scored on, you're going to learn something. And one thing I always told myself, and as I said, I didn't start playing goalkeeper till I was a freshman in high school, really. Um, I just told myself I won't get scored on the same way two times, and I for sure won't get scored on the same way three times. So that was something I always took through each season. Like, let's say one day I'm a little too high, you know, and something something gets – something, I don't know, something gets chipped over me, or one day I'm too low and there's a breakaway and I can't reach. Um I just adjust my position and, and, I, and I just move forward like that. And so like, there was a lot of mistakes freshman year of high school that I just never made again uh, sophomore year. And even my coach will tell you, I went from being, uh, you know, a kid that was like, you know, a friendly goalkeeper who, you know, sometimes I just wouldn't be able to make a play to someone that I will literally run through you to get the ball. And that's, <laughs> that's, that's, a, that's the mentality I have. I will just run through you and we can figure that out after that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, man. Well, it seems we don't have a lot of time left, but last question I wanted to ask you, right? So you, sure. you're a seasoned player now, you know, think 
what are the things that you know you wish you implemented when you were younger, knowing all that you know now? Good question. Um, some of the things I wish I implemented younger. Um, so I've always been a avid fan of working out. The one thing I will say about my workouts is I went from college where I was super loaded, and you know the college workout is heavy, heavy lifting, heavy, heavy, heavy bench press, heavy everything, um, to adjusting to a pro life where it's like you know more endurance training where you're, you're, you're training for a longer time of let's say smaller things like groin work and hip flexor work and just making sure you can swing every day and after a flight you can still play you know uh, these are all the small things in the pro life that you only really think about in high school um, but I've went through a lot of different phases of that because after some injuries I've had to just adjust my workout I think I went almost three years without without lifting because of injuries Hmm. And I was I was literally just on like every injury I've ever taken, I've done two meniscuses on my knees. Um, so I learned the bicycle is is the key to life. And uh, one thing I did was <laughs> I just started riding the bicycle a lot because I, literally the day after a meniscus injury, I was on the stationary bike, um, taking over just to get the knees you know moving. Literally the day after, both times. Um, and then I just kind of understood that the bike is the source of fitness that you can't you can do no matter where your body is whether you just did your ankle whether 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 you just uh got knee surgery um you can get on the bike and do it so one thing i did was when i was living in denver i bought my first bicycle and now i'm four bicycles deep and when i was living in minneapolis i was ride riding every single day after training and in san francisco i would ride 12 miles a day to and from training and putting on maybe 60 to 100 a week on the bicycle just to keep my my physical endurance up until everything else caught up uh health wise Mm -hmm. um so you know i you know it just built super core super base strength in my quads and hamstrings and it helped my it helped keep my ankles flowing through um some of the injuries that i had in my ankles to the point where I was able to take on the strength stuff that I'm doing now with uh, Samir um, and Fastlane Fitness um, for 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 the the final phase where now I feel like the base is right, you know, mm-hmm. and I can push through and get that sheer strength down. Because one thing you know is if the foundation isn't right, you can't you can't build on top of that. Yeah, you can't. And so I told myself I needed to get my body right before I can get to the point of athleticism that. I can call myself a super athlete and my goal is to be a super athlete. So my last question to you is this, if you had 30 seconds to give a message to the young goalkeepers of the world, what would that message be? Uh, this is going to be a song plug. And it's going to say, if you work a little harder, life is easy, son. No, nah, but uh, <laughs> uh, it's literally uh, the work that you put in will be the results that you see out. Perfect. Short and sweet. Well, thank you so much for coming on to the show today. Uh, Where can our listeners find you? You're all over social media, uh, on the SoundCloud, on iTunes. Tell us more. You know, you got listeners, you guys can find me on uh, Instagram. That's where I'm most active. That's where you can follow my training methods, my uh, you can follow my, my games, you can follow my soccer career, but you can also follow my music, you can follow my coaching, you can follow um, you know, I also play the bass, uh, some of the gigs I do around town. Um, you can find me on Spotify, Stu Money. 
um, spelled with a dollar sign. Um, and, and that's where I've released my most recent tracks, uh, Spotify, uh, Tidal, iTunes, all that. Um, and, you know, Instagram, Stuart's Use is where you can find me. Um, and I, I'd, love, I'd love for everybody to follow and, and just kind of keep an eye on exactly what it takes to, to stay at this level and, and keep pushing for, for bigger things. All right, man. Well, thank you so much for coming, you on for coming on to the podcast on. today. Best of luck. You, you know, you're traveling. I hope you yeah, get safe travel safely. And yeah, thank you so thanks, much. Thanks. Appreciate that. Actually, about the board right now. All right, man. We'll we'll say a prayer for you too, man. Peace and love, bro. All right, peace. Yeah, bless. All right.